right, all right, that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me and listening to the Unfiltered Entrepreneur Podcast. If you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave me a review. Also, head on over to Facebook and join my Facebook group, The Unfiltered Entrepreneur. You can visit my website at chrispoglisi.com. Hope to see you again here real soon. Hey guys, today's episode is called Comfortably Uncomfortable. So what do I mean by comfortably uncomfortable? Well, I think we've all heard it before. And maybe some of us are even experiencing it right now. But have you ever talked with somebody who is always complaining about a situation they're in, but never takes the steps to change it? So this could be a relationship, it could be their job, their career, their financial status, how they look and feel, their body. They're always complaining about, oh, I wish I could get thinner. I wish I could have a body like that. I wish I could make more money. I wish I had a different job. I can't stand my job. I'm going nowhere in my career. I wish I could work from home. I wish I can get out of this relationship. It's just not working for me. It's not healthy. And you hear this day over day, week over week, month over month, and sometimes year over year. And as a friend, you want to be supportive. But you get to a certain place where you almost start to lose respect for the person who is just continuing to complain but never takes the steps to change. At least I do. And I'll give you a couple of examples of that, where that happened to me. I actually lost some friends over it. But it's not just friends. It could be family. It could be colleagues. It could be anyone. Everybody's been through this, I think. So what I mean by comfortably uncomfortable, when somebody says, I'm stuck in a situation, I'm stuck in this job, I'm stuck making $30,000 a year, although I want to make 100 or 200 or 300 maybe more. But these people are not willing to make the changes to better themselves or the situation that they're in. They're fully capable of it, but they just like to complain about it over and over and over again without taking the steps to change it. So I'll give you a couple of examples of this. Years ago, I was living in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and I had a couple friends. Both of these examples actually, ironically enough, come out of Fort Lauderdale. But there's other places I lived. I grew up in the Northeast. I'm sure I can think back to my teenage years where I could cite some examples as well. But these two are the ones that are top of mind for me right now. So I had a really good friend of mine who was in a relationship, I would say an unhealthy relationship with a much younger man. And at first it was all fun, as it always is. They were out partying, having fun, et cetera, et cetera. And she was a bit older, so she wanted to settle down. He certainly didn't. He had a different outlook on life, very self-centered. Nothing wrong with that. He had just had different priorities, and she certainly wasn't one of them. 
Also, when they would go out in front of friends, he would cut her down. He would say things, take jabs, if you will. And it really started to diminish her self-confidence, started to beat at her and pull her down. And as a good friend of hers, I saw this. So did the rest of the friends in the circle. And we all told her time and time again, you can do much better than that. What are you doing in the relationship? I know, I know, I know. She said over and over and over again. I'd get calls at midnight, one, two o'clock in the morning when she was crying because of something he said or did, blew her off, whatever the case was. She was full in on this. He was maybe 20% into the relationship. But she kept just repeating the same behavior and not doing anything to change it. She knew it was unhealthy. She knew it wasn't going anywhere. But she never took the steps to change. I have another example with another friend in the same area in Fort Lauderdale. Had a similar situation, but with work. Kept getting passed over for promotions, was working very hard, was cut down at work by her bosses. They were demeaning at times and would lead her to tears a lot of times. A lot of stress. She wasn't making enough money. Fully capable, super bright woman. Could do anything. And myself, along with some few, a few of our other close friends, talked to her time and time and time again. I even offered to update her resume, floated around to my network of colleagues, my professional network, do whatever I could to help. But never, she never took advantage of that. What I call these situations is comfortably uncomfortable. People are very hesitant of change. It's natural. For me in a professional setting, it's what I do. I change the way people think about, plan, and execute work at large organizations from the top down, hundreds if not thousands of people. People are used to doing certain things a certain way for so long that thinking about how they're doing them differently and actually planning and executing that work differently is just too much for them to grasp. It's, it's, it's not normal. Why is this going to work better? And I have a million reasons why it will. And eventually they do see the light and they come around and the situation gets better and their situation gets better. But they're just comfortable with their ways. Well, a relationship might be a little bit different. And for your situation, whether it's be your, your quote unquote stuck in a job and you want to change that, make more money, have more financial and freedom and flexibility in your schedule. Maybe you want to spend more time with your children, whatever the case is, you have this vision of where you really want to be, but you're quote unquote stuck. I don't believe anybody's ever stuck. There's always a way and there's always steps that you can take to change your situation, to improve yourself, your life, your life of that and your families. Some of these involve a lot more steps and a lot more work than others. I get that. It's never easy. Change isn't easy to begin with. But some of them are very small changes. Some of them you just have to be honest with yourself about where you are right now and where you want to be. Or is this healthy for me? Is this healthy for my life physically, emotionally, mentally? Or is it not? 
Is it improving me or is it holding me back? And I'm sure you can find certain areas of your life where there are areas that you would like to change, but you continually come up with reasons why you can't. But you can. So, some of the excuses I hear, and I'm sure you've heard before, it's too hard to change. I can't because... XYZ. Insert excuse here. I don't know how. I don't know where to start. That's a big one. But honestly, all you have to do is go into Google. You can pretty much find out how to start anything, anywhere, at any time. So that's pretty easy. But why do people... Why are people comfortably uncomfortable? Why don't they want to change? Again, change is a big thing. They're scared of it. They don't know. Nobody nobody wants to face the unknowns. Nobody wants to take the risks. They'd rather stick into stick a, a, in a bad job because they're worried if they leave, maybe it doesn't work out two, three months in, even if they went out and got a certification or a new degree to get that job. Maybe it won't work out. Where they are now, hey, at least it's stable. At least they're getting a paycheck every two weeks. Why risk that for something better? Maybe it's a lack of motivation. That's a big one. I don't know how much I can help you fix that right now because if you don't want to enact positive change in your life and change your situation or change an uncomfortable situation to make it comfortable, there's not much we can do about that. But there are some things that might help. Maybe it's a lack of confidence. This is a big one. People get stuck in a role and they get accustomed to this is what I do. This is acceptable to me. I'm content. This is what I was meant for. This is as good as it gets. They don't have the confidence to strive for more. Although everybody, I can guarantee you everybody that's listening to this podcast right now has the ability to do more. They have the ability to get more done. They have the ability to change their situation, to get better, to create the life that they want to live. Maybe they're not supported by others. Maybe they don't have a big social and professional network. Maybe they don't have the encouragement they need from parents or a spouse, a partner, or children. So... I'm going to give an example of something that I went through. I went through for most of my life. I've been in technology for 20-something years. Started as a software developer, worked my way up the chain into uh, leading large divisions, technology divisions for big organizations, Fortune 100 companies. But I was kind of a jack-of-all-trades. It got to the point where... When I would go for a new opportunity, they would look at my resume and say, wow, you've done a little bit of everything, but not a lot of one thing. So where do you really fit? I don't know if this is the right role because, you know, we're specialized in this area. We're looking for somebody that has more skills in this particular area. So, and then I opened business after business after business after business. I'll save that for another episode, but I have started literally over a hundred companies. 
most of which have not succeeded. But I was starting something for three, four weeks, maybe three, four months. I didn't see any traction or progress, so the next big idea would come along, and I'd start on that. So, and then I'd get beat down because something failed, 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 failed. So it started to impact me, started to impact my confidence. I started to, started taking a hit on my confidence. So I had my daughter, Kinley, and changed my whole outlook, my whole perspective on life. I said, you know, I really need to get into something that not only am I enjoying, but I have, I make more money. I have more flexibility in my schedule so I can spend more time with my wife and daughter. And also something I'm passionate about, something I really enjoy doing. Maybe I can parlay that into some other things like writing a book and starting this podcast, which I did. So I went out, did a lot of research, found out what is really in demand right now. Something I could leverage the experiences I've had in the past that I could then parlay that into this new thing, whatever that was. For me, it ended up being an agile coach. And that's what I do now. I have all kinds of certifications. I go into big companies and I transform the way people think about, plan, and execute work so they can deliver more value faster and more frequently. So, and then I also adapted and distilled that the teachings, the techniques, the practices in a professional setting for kind of everyday life to apply to anything, whether you want to get stronger, work out, get healthy, start a business, et cetera, you name it. So I found something I was really passionate about that tapped into some of the experiences I'd already had. And at that point in my life, I had just gotten off a, a failed business with a multi-hundred thousand dollar investment. I'd worked at it for a year and a half. It didn't work out, which is fine. It was a good learning experience. But I decided to focus in on this. So this is really interesting. So I went out, decided to take some classes, get some certifications. I had no money in the bank. I had to put the class and split it across several credit cards and then sit for the exam and then borrow gas money to drive from Santa Barbara to Los Angeles and stay with my sister for a few days because I didn't have money for a hotel. Take the course, take the test, get that one, refresh my resume, start floating around, get my first job doing what I do at a much lower level and worked my way up drastically over the last less than two years over doubled my salary in that time period. I have a tremendous amount of flexibility and for the most part can almost choose who I want to work with as a consultant. During that time, I also wrote a book on it because I saw that there was an application in the personal side as well as the professional side. So I did that. And then I finally, after a year of thinking about starting a podcast, put myself out there and started that. All scary stuff, all tremendous amount of work, had to be very industrious about having the means to do it, ton of research to do it, but I did it. I started small, but I had that vision and I made the changes. And now I'm much more fulfilled. So I've done the same thing with relationships. I was stuck in a bad relationship, but I was in a relationship. I'm a relationship kind of guy, so I am better in a relationship, even if it's unhealthy. I just like to have somebody around, even if most of the time it sucks having them around. But at least I have somebody around rather than being alone. So it took me years to get through my last relationship, which thank God I did because I met the love of my life. We got married pretty quickly. We had a beautiful daughter now who's almost three. Yeah, it was all positive. 
So, but when I was going through it, I was scared to death. So, getting back to some of the examples of the people that are comfortably uncomfortable, who like to complain but not change, not only does it affect them and stunt their growth and providing them with a life or helping them to shape the life they really want to live, that's healthy, that's productive, that's adding value with their learning and getting better every day, but it also affects the people around them. The friends, the family that are always hearing about why I can't, I can't because, I can't do this, I hate this, I hate my job, I hate my relationship. You start to lose respect for those people. You start to lose respect in yourself. You have a lot of value. You're very valuable. You are highly capable of implementing any change that you want. One of the things that I did is I'd been beat down so much by so many failures in business before I finally started achieving some success was I started reciting positive affirmations. I needed to build my confidence level. I started listening to some meditation. I started doing a little meditation, reading some self-help books, and doing positive affirmations. It's actually something my wife and I do with our daughter, Kinley, every night. We have four or five that she runs through. We started these when she was probably one and a half years old. She barely started talking. So, yeah, we walk up the stairs. We want to put her to bed. We all say them together. I am strong. I am confident. I am loved. All good things will come to me. Put it out in the universe. It's amazing. But over time, when you're consistent with that, it takes one minute of your day. You start to believe it yourself because you should. Because you are strong. You are confident. You are capable. You are smart. And all good things will come to you. So why not say it to yourself? So start with that. Start to rebuild your self-confidence. To start to have the self-confidence you need to make the changes you need to make to change a comfortably uncomfortable situation in your life into a comfortably comfortable situation. Start small. You have to put the work in. Trust the process. Be consistent. And then start adding. And if you do this, you'll start designing the life you truly want to live. And you'll start getting to done. This is the Unfiltered Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Chris Puglisi.